So when it comes to the future, Vision Sunday, when it comes to the future, we have that which is probable. Secondly, that which is possible, that which is possible. And then thirdly, potential, 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 potential. So when we look at the probable futures, the possible futures and potential futures, it deals with uh, what do we do with what we've been given? What do we do with what we've been given? And to whom much is given, much is required. But I like uh, what the late Bishop Lester Williams used to say, to whom much is given, much more is required. So when we talk about future, when we talk about vision, how do we envision what we see? Let's go on a journey for just a moment. First of all, uh, global uh, was a dream birthed from God that was seeded into my spirit, a dream that I had initially at eight years old, which germinated when I was 16, uh, which then evolved into the church as we now know it. And I wanted to just take some time because many of you have been connecting during the pandemic with us, and I wanted you to be aware of where God has us and where he is taking us. I want you to just type in right now and just declare it and say, we're going somewhere. Hallelujah. We're going somewhere. We're going somewhere. We're going somewhere. And I want to thank you for your prayers as my daughter is continuing to recover. One of the things the Holy Spirit said to me many years ago, and I want you to just uh, receive this and hear this, is this. He said to me, your assignment is not to build a church in the city, but to establish a community in the world. And so I began to understand and realize that the calling that God had for my life and the calling that God has for those who are connected is one that is not just bound by local geography, but it is indeed a global vision, a global vision. And so who are we? Whenever we gather, uh, I want to just bring some clarification for who we are and where we are headed. I'm so excited to share this with you. When I shared this with some of our team, they were just ecstatic as I was. And so who we are, look at the journey. And I'm going to be preaching about that in just a moment. But look at the journey, the journey of where God has us and where he's taking us. First of all, Global Fire Church is a Christ-centered Bible-based, spirit-filled church ministering with integrity and compassion. Global is Christ-centered. Let's break that down for just a second. Christ-centered means we're Godward, okay? It's all about Jesus. Just say that with me. It's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. That's why whenever you uh, engage with our ministry, any of the preaching, teaching, community, discipleship things we do, we're always talking about Jesus. We're always living for Jesus. We're always going back to the word of God. That's who we are. Amen. How many of you can attest to that? That's who we are. We're a word-based ministry. That's who we are. And so I want you to just type that in. It's all about Jesus. How many of you know uh, that we have to get back to understanding who Jesus is and what he's doing in our lives? And so we are Christ-centered, which means we're Godward. Okay, we're Bible based, which means we're focused on allowing the word of God to be inside of us. 
all right? So we're Christ-centered, but we're Bible-based, okay? Uh, we are Bible-believing, Bible-believing church, and then we are Spirit-filled, Spirit-filled, and that that is where we go outward. The Spirit of God moves in us, and then we spread the love of Christ wherever we are. We are the hands and feet of Jesus wherever we find ourselves, because it's all about him. So uh, not only are we looking at in terms of our vision who we are, but what we are. Every week when we gather in our benediction at the end of it, uh, we say these words. Global is who we are. Fire is what we bring. Ministry is what we do. So what does that mean? What does that mean? And I want to take some time to unpack that. What does that mean? Okay. So global is who we are speaks of our purpose. Fire is what we bring speaks of our passion. Ministry is what we do speaks of people. So again, global is who we are. Fire is what we bring. Ministry is what we do. Purpose, our passion, and people. So when we think about that, where are we going? And this is really where I want to land. Where are we going? Because we're going somewhere. Sister Sheree, Chelsea, birthday girl, we're going somewhere. Well, our, our assignment is to make disciples who incarnate Christ and influence culture. Now, that word influence we're aware of because we think of influencers, we think of being influential and, and all of that. But that word incarnate might sound a little weird or a little different. And in John chapter 1, verse 14, the Bible tells us that the word became flesh and dwelled among us. We understand that as the doctrine of the incarnation. I like how Eugene Peterson says it in the Message Bible. The word became flesh and moved in the neighborhood. Therefore, Jesus became as us so that we might become as him. Jesus came as us that we might, uh, through the power of the resurrection, be as him. So the incarnate Christ means to live like Jesus, to talk like Jesus, to walk like Jesus, because it's all about Jesus. Are you tracking with me? Are you tracking with me? That means that we're called to make disciples. We're called to build people who pray, who grow, and serve. Who pray, who grow, and serve. So how will we do it? Simple acronym. We call it WIFE. Uh, Christ is married to the church, and we are all married to the vision that God has given us. And so we do it through four major pillars. Worship, instruction, fellowship, and evangelism. WIFE. Worship, instruction, fellowship, and evangelism. So I want to introduce a new slogan that we'll be using a lot this year and in the days to come. I was in prayer and the Holy Spirit said this to me, and he said this very clearly, very clearly, that we're called to teach the word and touch the world. Just type that in. Teach the word and touch the world. We're called to, we're going to be teaching the word and touching the world. And that is what God has called all of us to work with 
together. That is what God has brought you to be a part of together. Everything that we do, we are teaching the word and we're touching the world. And that's why every time we gather, whether it's online or on site, the word of God is being released. The word of God is going forth. Discipleship resources are being done because we believe in what God has called us to do. And this is what God told me. He said, son, I've given you a word for the world. Teach the world my word. And this is how we do it. Okay. Again, teaching the word, touching the world. Isn't that powerful? How many of you are blessed by that? Teaching the word, touching the world. So wherever we are, we're going to touch the world with the word of God. All right. And that's why we're calling to pray, to grow and to serve. So what will this look like in the days ahead? We're going to be rebuilding our school of ministry. Uh, there'll be three tiers of that. Uh, there'll be the Global Training Center. We'll have a school of ministry. We'll have a school of entrepreneurship. And we will also have a school of leadership. You'll be able to register. You'll be able to get certificates, certifications, graduate level certifications in that uh, as we take this work to the next level as we take this work to the next level. I hope your faith is rising like mine's is today. Hallelujah. I was this deacon. I was this amazing. I'm getting excited all over again. And so we're going to be doing this through our preaching, our teaching and our writing. That's why there'll be way more books. I'm working on a manual for discipleship that will be talking about what we believe, how to understand uh, what it is to be a part of the body of Christ. I deal with that a little bit in this book, but I have some more material that I'm going to be working on as well. So we'll be creating content, curriculum, and courses for spiritual growth. Uh, and so lastly, uh, as we understand our purpose and who we are, we are an equipping center. You're going to be equipped. It's our job to equip you. Ephesians chapter four says that we're called to equip the saints for the work of of the ministry. We are an equipping center. Next thing, we believe in entrepreneurship. I believe in entrepreneurship. That doesn't just mean that you can go and quit your job. No, no, no. But it means that there are creative things that God is giving you for multiple resources, multiple streams of income, ways that God is giving you an ability to connect with the world. And so we're going to focus this year and from now into 2028, because we hit 15 this year and we turn 20 in 2028. So we're going to be spending some time. I'll be unpacking this regularly, uh, but we're also an entrepreneurial center, which we're going to take our resources that God has given us to be a blessing to the world and also an empowerment center with men empowering and empowering women, empowering families uh, to grow in the things of God. I pray uh, that you have been encouraged uh, by this uh, vision casting and that you are also stirred as we go into what God has called us to be and to do. I want to ask you a question. Uh, will you join me? in for seeing this vision fulfilled? Will you join us in seeing this vision fulfilled? If that's you and you're excited about that, just say amen. Uh, yes, uh, as we are excited about what God is doing. I want you to get your communion elements ready. Get your communion elements ready as we prepare for communion today. And then we're going to receive the Lord's gifts. And then we will prepare for our uh word of the Lord that God's given us today. I don't have a long message today because I wanted to really articulate uh, some of the vision. Uh, how many of you are excited about it? Does it make sense? 
Amen. So get your communion elements ready. Uh, if you have uh, whatever you have is cracker or wafer, you can actually order these on Amazon. I give you permission and we'll partake together. <laughs> and um, uh, just get whatever it is that you have and we will consecrate it and bless it unto the Lord. If you don't have grape juice, water will suffice. Uh, let's partake together as one body in Christ. Hallelujah. I tell you, faith is being released today. And I know that God has called us to teach the word and touch the world. Amen. Teach the word and touch the world. Uh, on the night in which he was betrayed, he took bread and he blessed it and he broke it and said, take, eat. This is my body broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Let us all eat together. And we say Christ is dying. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Let us eat together. And in like manner, he took the cup indicative of his shed blood. And we receive his blood, which brings healing for our hungry and thirsty souls. Let us all drink together. Thank you, Jesus. And when Jesus taught his disciples to pray, he taught them, saying, everybody, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. As we prepare for giving today, uh, there is no vision without provision. And I believe that all vision brings provision. Just type that in. Every vision brings provision. Deacon Ivo, every vision brings provision. And I believe that uh, we are not just to respond to need, we are to respond to vision. And just as God has called us to teach the word and to touch the world, it takes all of us, all of us to do this. And so as we prepare for our giving uh, this morning, I want to invite you into, for 2023, we're, we're working on our attitudes of giving, our attitudes of giving, our attitudes of giving, our attitudes of giving. In order for us to be blessed, we've got to change our attitude. We've got to change how we see. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 21, Jesus says, where your heart is, there also will be your treasure. Where your heart is, there also will be your treasure. Some people, their treasure uh, is themselves. Uh, and you see it because they put everything into themselves. And while it is not a bad thing for us to do that, it is important for us to know uh, how vital it is with what God is saying in and through our lives. Where your heart is, there also will be your treasure. This indicates the strong connection between our money and our attitudes, our money and our attitudes. I want to go to one more scripture and then we're going to get ready for the word. Second Corinthians chapter nine, verse seven. God wants our giving to be done cheerfully. God wants our giving to be done cheerfully. God loves a 
cheerful giver, not a stingy giver, but a cheerful giver. And so when we come to give and we prepare our hearts for giving, we remember that our heart is what God is after. So as we're preparing today, as we give today, as we prepare ourselves to sow and to support the vision that God has called us into, I want us to be mindful of what he has promised us, what he has told us, and what he has established in his word. There are several ways in which we're able to give today. In our IG family, you'll also be able to see it. Uh, one of those ways, first of all, is through Cash App, dollar sign Global Fire Now, dollar sign Global Fire Now. Also on our website online, www.globalfirenow.com. Next is texting the word global to 51400. And lastly, through Zelle, globalfirenow at gmail.com. I pray. That every gift unto the Lord today, whether it's tithe, 10% of what we receive, an offering, uh, whether it is sowing toward this vision, I will be giving you instructions in the days ahead of how to support uh, what we're doing in this vision that God has given us. I want you to give according to how God has blessed you, not just out of need, but according to vision, according to vision, because the vision that God has given us will stand. And I believe that God has called all of us to be involved in his work. Stewardship, as I've taught, is the art of living wisely and giving is love responding to love. Let's love on God today in our giving. Father, I thank you for every gift. I thank you for every giver. I thank you for what you're doing and what you're calling us to do. And I pray even now that you would sanctify us as we give, that you would anoint us and bless us. And we thank you for this moment of worship in Jesus name. Thank God. Amen. Uh, we will continue to leave that up available for you as we continue to flow in the word of the Lord. It's time for the word. It's time for the word. It's time for the word. We're starting a brand new series today, and I believe it's going to be very impactful and very powerful. If you're ready for the word, just type in as is our custom. I'm ready. And all of you who are worshiping with us on all of our platforms, listening to us on our podcast, we are excited uh, as God has given us a command to do what, guys? To teach the word and to touch the world. Let's jump in today. Uh, our new series is called Exodus, Seeing God in the Journey. Exodus, Seeing God in the Journey. Exodus, Seeing God in the journey. And I want to take us on a journey. And I'm telling you now, Pastor Josh and I will be co-preaching and teaching on this uh, journey. We're going to take this journey and we're starting it now. And by the middle of the year, we should be finished, but we're going to be working through the book of Exodus. Uh, there'll be sometimes, of course, as the Holy Spirit will direct us, we'll shift into other areas. Uh, many of you who are not familiar, uh, but our ministry has always been known for working through books of the Bible. Mother Williams, you're here. Uh, we've done several books 
of the Bible. And so we're going to exegetically work through this book of the Bible. Starting next month, I'll be teaching a very special series on Tuesday nights in Bible class on the Apostles' Creed. Uh, so we're going to be moving in a certain direction, in a certain flow, as 2023 is the year of stability. Type it in, stability. Type it in, stability. The year of stability. Everything that we're doing this year is in order. God told us very clearly to make sure that we maintain order. That's right. Let them post it, Deke. Let them post it. I'm ready. Hallelujah. Glory to God. They ain't messing me up. We good. Father, in the name of Jesus, blow upon these lips of clay. We thank you for all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to give you a little homily today. I won't be long. Now, Joseph and all his brothers and all that generation died, but the Israelites were exceedingly fruitful. They multiplied greatly, increased in numbers, and became so numerous that the land was filled with them. Then a new king, to whom Joseph meant nothing, came to power in Egypt. Then a new king to whom Joseph meant nothing came to power in Egypt. Then a new king to whom Joseph meant nothing came to power in Egypt. Seeing God in the journey. I want to talk to you this morning from the subject, navigating the journey, navigating the journey, navigating the journey. Growing up, my grandfather loved to take road trips. He would take road trips all across the country. We would go from New York all the way to Alabama, 14-hour drive. Sometimes we would go from New York to the Carolinas for a family reunion, then from the Carolinas into Georgia, then from Georgia into Alabama, then from Alabama we would crisscross over to Jacksonville, Florida to see my grandmother's aunt, sister, then we would go from Jacksonville all the way to Orlando and Kissimmee to see his sister, and then we would shoot back up sometime to St. Augustine, Florida to see other relatives and drive all the way back to New York. So I grew up on uh, inside of cars, inside of uh, church vans, inside of trucks on the road. And uh, one of the things that I always admired, because this was pre-GPS days, uh, my grandfather would look at the map, right? He would see the map. He would be able to see the map. And he taught me how to read maps. Now, I didn't realize then that reading maps would become a bit different uh, because now uh, the maps read to us. <laughs> how many of you know what I'm talking about? But I want to use uh, as a way of introduction today, I want to use this as a metaphor. And I want you to see this road, this road, this GPS as God's, God's positioning system. Just type that in. GPS, God's positioning system. I believe that God is positioning us from where we are to bring us into where he's calling us to be. And so let's look at the 
the trajectory of this particular passage of Scripture. Uh, our text invites us to grow and to wrestle with the challenges of change. Notice Exodus chapter 1, and when we look at verses 1 all the way through, there are several things we see. First of all, in verse number one, it tells us these are the names of the sons of Israel who came to Egypt with Jacob, with Jacob. We can keep them flowing. It's fine. With Jacob. Okay. Each with his own household, Reuben, Simeon, Levi, and Judah, Issachar, Zebulun, and Benjamin, Dan, and Naphtali, Gad, and Asher, all the descendants of Jacob were 70 persons. Joseph was already in Egypt. Now we laid the foundation at the beginning of this year talking, teaching, and preaching about Joseph and the dream. Then last Sunday, Pastor Josh so powerfully talked about us moving from not being bitter, but for being better. And now as he moved from Genesis 50, we turn the page into Exodus chapter one. So much can happen when we turn a page, my God. So much can happen when we turn a page. We turn the page. Years have passed. Joseph has died. And now we are in a new order. Now we are in a new regime. And every new order brings new changes. Every new season brings new instructions. I want you to say that with me. Every new season brings new instructions. Deep in evil, let's flow in the Holy Spirit. Every new season brings new instructions. And this is a new season. God does not delight in encores. God does not delight in repeat, uh, in repeat performances. How he used Abraham in Genesis chapter 12, how he used Isaac as the bridge between Abraham and Jacob, how he used Jacob, how he used the 12 sons of Jacob, and then Joseph in Egypt is not indicative of how he's going to move and use the person next. And too many times we are focused on imitation instead of impartation. My God, we're focused on imitation instead of impartation. Imitation is mimicking what others are doing. And impartation is a manifestation of that which God has already begun to do. I'm going to say that again. There is a difference between imitation and impartation. Imitation and impartation. Imitation is when we're trying, we're copying what someone else is doing. And impartation is when we receive a release from the Spirit of God. And I believe in this year and as we move forward in this post-pandemic world that God is calling us. It is a clarion call for us to move from imitation to impartation. What do you mean, Bishop? It means that we are sensitive to the Spirit of God. God. There must be divine sensitivity. And if I'm going to move from imitation to impartation, there are several things that must begin to flow. The theme of the book of Exodus is very simple, and that is we are saved for God's glory. We are saved for God's glory. We're on track. We are saved for God's glory. God saved us 
unto himself. Oh my God, I can just shout right there. I can just celebrate right there. I can just praise right there because he saves me. And I don't know about you, but despite the mess that has been in my life, despite the mistakes that I have made, despite the things that I'm not proud to tell people I've done, one thing I know is that he saved me. To the utmost, Jesus saves. He will pick you up. He will turn you around. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, he saves. Is there anyone here today that can thank God for the salvific hand of God that heals, that delivers, that saves, and sets free? I don't know about you, but despite what we're going through, despite how hard things seem, despite how difficult things may get, he saved us. And because he saved us, we have the victory moving swiftly. God draws us out to draw us in. Yes, Exodus teaches us that not only are we saved for God's glory, but God draws us out to draw us in. Not only are we saved for God's glory, but God draws us out to draw us in. Hallelujah. And I want to let someone know today that God has drawn us out. Out of what, Bishop? God has drawn us out of our sin. He's drawn us out of our sin. Egypt is indicative of our sin. He's drawn us out of our sin, out of Egypt, to draw us into his salvation, the promised land. And I want to tell somebody today, that which God has done, that which God is doing, it shall come to pass. I come against every attack of the enemy that causes you to think that you're not going to be able to make it, that you're not going to be able to get what God has promised you. Hopelessness, hopelessness, hopelessness. And the Bible tells us that hope deferred makes the heart sick. This week I had uh, was feeling a little down. Have you ever been there where sometimes in the middle of the week you begin to feel a little down? By Wednesday or Thursday, sometimes you hit the messy middle of the week and was feeling a little down and I had to take some time to lift my hands up in my home and begin to worship God and begin to pray and begin to press through and begin to press through heaviness, had to press through frustration, had to press through, start, sometimes feels like a spirit of depression or heaviness trying to come over you, had to press through it in the name of Jesus. And I began to thank God for his promises. I began to thank God for his word. I began to thank God for what he's done. I began to thank God for what he's doing in my life. I want you to understand when you navigate the journey, you are remembering where God brought you from. And that gives you excitement. I'm getting happy now. That gives you excitement for where God's about to take you because you understand that where you've been is not where he's about to take you. And therefore you have a joy in your heart. This joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me, and the world can't take it away. I'm preaching to someone this morning, you, 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 under the sound of my voice. People don't have to know what you're going through. They don't know what you're dealing with. You can smile, you can post, you can filter your pictures, and nobody have any idea what's going on in your life. But I'm telling you right now, in the name of Jesus, God wants you to pick your head up, lift your head up, lift up your 
your head, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up the everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. He is the King of glory. I've got a joy on the inside that the world cannot give me. I've got a joy on the inside. I've got a joy that the fireman can't take out. I've got a joy that someone else can't control because God has been good to me. And I want to say to you today, we have been rescued, rescued out of darkness, rescued out of that which has inhibited us into the promises of God. Notice here the train of the story. God draws us out to draw us in, draws us out of our sin in Egypt to draw us into salvation, the promised land. Here is where I want to land. I want to land, I want to land in these three simple truths. I'm already almost finished. There are three simple truths I want us to rest in. Three simple truths I want us to rest in. First of all, this lesson teaches us that we can rest in God's promises. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. How many of you know God keeps his promises? God keeps his promises. Even when people renege their promises, God keeps his promises. And I am preaching to someone. If not you, I'm preaching to myself. God's going to honor his word. God's going to keep his promises. He is a promise keeper. When a new Pharaoh rose up, To whom Joseph meant nothing, the Bible says. What happens? We are now introduced into the story, into a place in which now the very people who were being provided for have now become a threat. But the book of Exodus invites us to understand that when God rests, when we rest in God's promises, we can thrive in any threat. Oh, my God. We have a whole lot of threats around us right now. We have a whole lot of threats around us right now. We have a whole lot of threats around us right now. Threats on our jobs. Threats in our city. Threats of violence. Threats of instability. Threats of everything happening inside and outside and everything else happening around us. And in spite of all of that, we have this assurance that we can thrive in any threat that we are able to move in what God has established and ordained. Next thing, secondly, that we can rest in. We can rest in God's plan. We can rest in God's plan. That's right. I can survive any threat. I can survive any threat. Secondly, we can rest in God's plan. I'm almost finished. I'm going to wrap this up. We can rest in God's plan. I want you to say this with me. God has a plan for my life. Type it in. Say it. God has a plan for my life. God has a plan for my life. We can rest in God's plan. I'm coming to a close. All right. God has a plan for my life. 
We can rest in God's plan. Okay. Thirdly, as I bring this to a close, thirdly, 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 we can rest in God's purpose. 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 God has a plan. We can rest in God's purpose. And I want you to hear me. Even when we don't understand what God is doing, we can trust him. Even when we don't understand what God is doing, we can trust him. So by way of review, three promises. First of all, we can rest in God's promises. We can rest in God's plan. And we can rest in God's purposes, navigating the journey, seeing God in the journey. Father, I've done what you told me to do. I've said what you've told me to say. Now confirm this word with signs and wonders following. I pray that you would give us wisdom, for wisdom is the principal thing, and that we would be reminded of what you have established and what you have ordained. If you're not saved today, out of the ark of safety, we offer Christ to you. He died 2,000 years ago so that in him you might have eternal life. What manner of man is this that even the maids and the waves and the seas obey him? Coming to Jesus is not simply about coming to Jesus just to prove something. It's coming to him to know that he is the burden bearer and we can rest in his plan. That's right. Make it personal. God has a plan for my life. God has a plan for my children's life. Had to be reminded of that this weekend. My daughter has been battling uh, with a seasonal cold and I ask you to pray for her. God has a plan. Lord, I thank you for what you have done, what you are continuing to do in the name of Jesus. Again, if you have not sown, we give an opportunity to do so. I pray that you have been encouraged, that you have been strengthened. All of the ways to give are on the screen. We're coming back on Tuesday night with the School of Faith. If you are not saved and don't know the Lord Jesus, you confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, and you are saved. Listen, salvation is not a one-time thing. It is a journey, and we grow in Christ. Reach out to us on our website, globalfirenow.com. We'd love to connect with you. I'm going to give you another opportunity to give if you haven't done so already. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you. May his countenance be with you. And may he give you his peace. Global is who we are. Fire is what we bring. Ministry is what we do. Teaching the word. Touching the world. Expect greater. God bless you. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you.